This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. morning. I'm Jane Pauley, and this is Sunday Morning. It's Oscars big night, as the best in filmmaking takes center stage at tonight's 95th Academy Awards. But as our newest movies are celebrated, Hollywood's rich history is endangered. The problem is the film itself. Early stocks were highly flammable and disintegrated over time. Most films from the silent era are lost forever. Modern movies are safer, but come with their own issues, namely fading colors. But there are people working to save these priceless treasures. Among them, legendary director Martin Scorsese. Ben Tracy examines the quest to preserve and restore our celluloid classics. The first movie I can remember seeing by title. Martin Scorsese loves movies so much, he once sent a list to every studio of the films they needed to preserve. The first thing I had to do was to let them understand that this is precious and it goes beyond them. There needed to be a a, a program in place. And so he and his director friends started one. Now it suddenly comes to life. 
making sure Hollywood's history has a future, coming up on Sunday morning. On a night when the craft of acting is in the spotlight, Ben Mankiewicz will be speaking with two of Hollywood's biggest stars, Al Pacino and Ellen Burstyn, as they help mark the 75th anniversary of the famed Actors Studio. It was after a middle school play when Al Pacino found himself compared to a legend. This guy came over to me and he said, hey kid, you're gonna be the next Marlon Brando. And I said, who's Marlon Brando? Pacino and Brando are connected in The Godfather and as members of the actor's studio. That's Aaliyah Kazan. Another Oscar winner, Ellen Burstyn, says the studio revolutionized acting in Hollywood. It transformed me as an actress, but also as a person. The story later on Sunday morning. Lee Cowan profiles actor and director Eva Longoria, now turning her attention to Mexico's rich culinary heritage. Josh Seftel talks with his mom about getting an Academy Award nomination, a story from Steve Hartman, and more. We're all about the Oscars this Sunday morning, March 12th, 2023. Curtain going up after this. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move, or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now... New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Director Martin Scorsese's illustrious career includes some of the greatest movies of the last half century, and he has an Oscar to prove that. But he has another legacy that's almost equally important, as Ben Tracy explains. Martin Scorsese's meticulous and unsparing approach to filmmaking If we wanted something, we just took it has made him one of the most acclaimed directors of all time. 
you can see the difference clearly here. And in his New York screening room, it was quite clear that he's not just passionate about movie making, but also movie caretaking. Here, you see that now it suddenly comes to life. It's like having a cataract removed yeah, or something exactly, like that. which I've had done. And <laughs> it's a restored version of 1955's East of Eden, starring James Dean. The actors come to life mm -hmm. when their faces can be really perceived properly. When if you look like James Dean, you want to see your face. This is just one of the more than 950 films restored with the support of the Film Foundation, which has been essential to preserving cinematic history. It partners with studios and archives to ensure that everything from classic foreign films to Marilyn Monroe's final performance once again look like they did when they were first shot. The foundation was started by Scorsese in 1990 with a little help from his friends. Spielberg, Francis Coppola, we got Stanley Kubrick, but the key figure was uh, George Lucas. Like the plot of many a Tinseltown thriller, Scorsese and his fellow directors realized the threat to the film industry was coming from inside the house. It was film itself. The earliest stock, nitrate film, was highly flammable and could decompose with age. That's a big reason why up to 75% of all silent films have been lost. Its successor, acetate film, was safer but had its own issues. And like many a career in Hollywood, it lacked staying power. By the early 70s, it was decreed that every film had to be made in color. And just at that point in which color became so important, the negative stock became weaker, and within six years, whatever prints we could find were faded. And it just seemed crazy. I have to do everything in color, and now the color doesn't, doesn't last. Not, not only doesn't last after 20 years, six years? Oh, come on. Scorsese's fear of fading color was partly why he shot his now classic 1980 film Raging Bull in black and white. That same year, he fired off an urgent letter to filmmakers saying, everything we're doing right now means absolutely nothing. It was an angry letter. Uh, it was kind of, um, I guess, uh, overly enthusiastic. And, uh, but I wanted to get the attention. You were basically putting folks on notice. We got a problem. Yeah, here. we got a real problem here. And what we should do is force them to deal with this. Scorsese led a campaign to convince Eastman Kodak to develop a more stable film stock and then focused on the studios, worried Hollywood's history was vanishing. The most important thing was being overlooked, and those were the films in their vaults. Saving them wasn't necessarily the biggest priority. Andrea Callis oversees the archive at Paramount Pictures, our sister company. In the early 80s, Scorsese presented the major studios with detailed lists of the films they should preserve. His encyclopedic knowledge of film is literally unparalleled. Have you seen the Paramount list? I have, yeah. It's amazing that he was able to do that, right? To just sit down with the incredible output of every studio and just go, yep, no, yep, no, yep, no. It's an important list, and it's one that's shared with us that helps guide our preservation program, um, among other things. Callis was brought on to expand Paramount's preservation effort. They've now restored more than 1,500 films, stored at 28 degrees in this state-of-the-art vault. 
These films are the source material for each new technology that's come along, from DVDs to 4K streaming. That's nice. You're seeing a lot more detail in that. Even movies you might not consider that old, such as 1986's Ferris Bueller's Day Off, already need some work. I recall a park in fall. <laughs> Paramount recently partnered with the Film Foundation to present some of the restored films from its library. Callis says the foundation has been essential in making sure Hollywood preserves its film past. We always have before and afters in restorations. You know, it looked like crap and now it looks great. Same thing with film preservation. Before the Film Foundation and after is really dramatic. It's been that impactful. It's that impactful, absolutely. Footloose, mm -hmm. Saving Private Ryan. The Film Foundation also works with institutions like the Film Archive at the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences, the folks that hand out the Oscars. The Academy wanted to put its skin into the game to be a part of that movement to start taking care of films in need of restoration. Mike Pogorzelski is director of the archive. The image is literally just melted away. Oh, wow. yeah, it's just gone. Even he says film preservation is not just about caring for Oscar winners, but lesser known films too, including the 1943 film, The Life and Death of Colonel Blimp, a Technicolor Marvel and Scorsese favorite. Then, Mr. Candy, you are Livingston, I presume. <laughs> Restoring it, was a labor of love. It extremely complicated <laughs> because of the fact that there was actually mold spores growing on the film itself, an absolutely monumental task that no archive could have taken on by itself without the Film Foundation's support. One of the Academy Archive's longest running projects was a digital restoration with a Criterion collection of acclaimed Indian filmmaker Satyajit Rai's Apu Trilogy. Its negatives were severely damaged in a nitrate fire. The preservation effort moved from taking care of these deteriorating originals to suddenly scouring the world looking for any surviving film elements so that they could basically be pieced together almost like a jigsaw puzzle. In a lot of ways the Apu Trilogy looks better in the 2000s than it did in the 1950s when the films were brand new. What is it like when you sit in a screening room and you see one of these fully restored? It is uh, an amazing experience. Being able to carry movies like this into the future is one of the greatest and most meaningful parts of what we do here. This is an Italian poster of the, the first movie I can remember seeing by title. And Martin Scorsese, who has been called the patron saint of film preservation, is likely to be remembered not only for the films he's made, but also for the many he's helped save. How important is this part of your legacy to you? I always thought it was more important. I guess I was more of a teacher than a filmmaker. Hmm. I particularly enjoy younger people seeing these films and whether their reaction is, I, I reject it completely, I hate it, or they become inspired and make some beautiful works of art that enrich the lives of the whole world. This is what we're here for, to enrich each other's lives through art. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Okay. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. She's a presenter at tonight's Oscars who's worn any number of hats. Director, producer, actor. She's even been a desperate housewife. Now, Eva Longoria is a host of a new TV series on the cuisine of Mexico. Lee Cowan serves up our Sunday profile. People think Mexico is just about tacos and tequila, and today we're going to have tacos and tequila. <laughs> when Eva Longoria invited us over to her Beverly Hills home for lunch, well, we assumed it was just that, lunch. But she also served up a bit of culinary history, too. You know, Mexican cuisine is the only cuisine in its entirety protected by UNESCO as a world heritage treasure. Is that right? Yeah. Corn, beans, chile, chocolate, vanilla, avocado. And of course, yeah. tequila. We're not going to get too drunk so your producers don't get scared. <laughs> That's a ranch water cocktail, a drink most say was born in Texas. Taste that. That's for you. While that noodle dish, fideo, is thoroughly Mexican, a bicultural menu just like Longoria herself. When I'm in the United States, I'm, oh, you're Mexican. And when I go to Mexico, they go, oh, the American. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I, well, yeah, I'm both. I'm 100% Mexican and 100% American at the same time. She was raised in Corpus Christi, Texas, but her Mexican roots date back some 13 generations. When the king of Spain, she says, granted her ancestors some land in what is now South Texas. And you still have it. We still have that land. If you look at an older map, it says Longoria Road. Hola. Hola, buenos dias. Bienvenida. Longoria now spends about half her time living in Mexico with her husband and four-year-old son. You have to come here when you're in Mexico City. So when Stanley Tucci of CNN Searching for Italy fame approached Longoria about doing her own international food series, she knew right where to go. The people here are so secure in who they are and where they come from. Searching for Mexico, out later this month on CNN, is just as expansive and informative as its Italian counterpart. Wow. This cooked onions in the grease that's falling from the pork. Yeah, it's amazing to flavor. It's like a game changer. But she also hopes the series will offer a deeper message about valuing the often overlooked contributions of Latinos and Hispanics in general. This is the Academy Award Room. That's in the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures. Screenplay, directing, best film, best movie, E.T.'s over here. Where she was quick to point out that in the acting categories, there's only been a handful of Latino winners. Latinos are 23% of the box office tickets sold. Do I think we should be more than 5% in, uh, in characters on film? Yes. You know, so yeah, is it frustrating? Absolutely. It's easy to forget the role that made her famous on ABC's Desperate Housewives was really a big step toward diversity. Welcome to the neighborhood. <laughs> well, I am Gabrielle Solis. Would it be better if we came back at another time? 
There weren't a lot of Latinas on network television back then, but her character, Gabby Solis, became a sassy, sultry superstar. This table is hand-carved. Carlos had it imported from Italy. It cost him $23,000. You want to do it on the table this time? Absolutely. I quickly realized I was going to have a platform or a voice, and my mentor, Dolores Huerta, is the one that actually told me that. She said, one day you're going to have a voice, so you better have something to say. That was racism! That was sexism! That's Dolores Huerta, who spent most of her life fighting for the rights of Latinos. Longoria had similar passions, but she didn't want people to listen just because she was a celebrity. This is a movement, people! She wanted them to listen because she actually knew what she was talking about. This machine got me through my master's. Yes, she said, master's, as in degree. She got it going to night school at Cal State Northridge, while still filming Desperate Housewives. What did the other students think? You know, they obviously knew who you were. They were so generous with me. I mean, the big reason I wanted to get my master's was to better understand where we came from so I could help my community go to where they needed to be. In 2013, she graduated with that master's in Chicano studies. It was born from a derogatory term for a community that was seen as less than. And during the civil rights movement, we reclaimed it and we said, you know what? We are. I am. I am a Chicano. I am a Chicana. And action! When she began directing, she could cast Latino actors and hire Latino crews and do stories about Latinos themselves. This is the, uh, the Cheeto factory that we built. Action! Like her first feature film, out in June. Burns good or burns bad? It's called Flamin' Hot, a film based on the story of Richard Montañez, a Mexican-American factory worker at Frito-Lay, who claims his blend of homemade spices was the basis for the Flaming Hot Cheeto. I felt in my bones nobody else could direct this movie. I felt that in my bones. By all accounts, Montañez was a gifted marketer of Hispanic products. In fact, PepsiCo, which owns Frito-Lay, said he did help launch Flamin' Hot Cheetos. But the company also said we do not credit the product creation to him and him alone. Did that give you pause? No. You know, we never set out to do the history of the Cheeto. There's a lot of people in his life that said, no, 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 no. Ideas don't come from people like you, you know. No, no, that opportunity is not for somebody like you. I've felt that. And she's using her name to make sure no one else feels that way. The evil Longoria who worked at Wendy's flipping burgers, she needed a tax break. But the evil Longoria who works on movie sets does not. She's campaigned for both President Obama and Biden. And in 2014, she co-founded a political action committee. We're here with Latino Victory Project today, which increases... Latino political power. Have you gotten any pushback by being so politically active? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. And I know you said you don't ever really want to run for office yourself. Yeah, no. But with your platform and your education, why not? Here's the thing. The reality is you don't have to be a politician to be political. And I think that's the biggest myth. People go, you should run for office so you can make a difference. I am making a difference. And it turns out she can make a pretty good cocktail, too. 
Thank you for lunch. Thank you for coming over. Eva Longoria may have been a desperate housewife back on Wisteria Lane, but now she's desperate for change. And that's a road, she says, that never really ends. People always go, oh my God, that show you did back then, that was amazing, must have been the highlight of your career. And I was like, yeah, but wait, wait till you see what's coming. And they say, what's coming? I don't know. I don't know, but it's going to be good. (laughs) Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I'm going to make him an awfully gamble. If the mark of a great school is the success of its graduates, then the actor's studio is among the very best. Ben Mankiewicz speaks with Oscar winners Al Pacino and Ellen Burstyn about its truly stellar history. How am I going to play this guy? On this small stage in Los Angeles, maybe 20 feet from a seat bearing his name, Al Pacino tells me about one of his earliest movies. There's some chance you've seen it. I saw this film recently is why I can remember it. I like it. You feel like you've got to explain why you know The Godfather so well. Get rid of these. For 25 years, I didn't look at it. Put your hand in your pocket like you have a gun. This scene with Pacino as Michael Corleone... You'll be okay. ...speaks volumes about Michael's mindset just hours after his father's been shot. He's cool, collected, yet capable of ruthlessness. All of it conveyed without saying a word. The secret is the giveaways. When the guy is shaking and he just lights the cigarette and he is aware enough to discover that he's not shaking. Michael's self-discovery is happening with the audience. Yes, he's surprised, yes. Getting to that point is a process for Pacino. Acting. I got a whole lot of my angst. His craft. I preserve it. His passion. Because I need it. Is a constant education. On the edge. Where I gotta be. How do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice. You can't just walk in and so the same thing with the actor. There's one thing to have the desire, which is the most important thing. The appetite to do it. Pacino and generations of actors, directors, and writers began whetting that appetite here inside this unassuming brick building of former church on the west side of Manhattan, the actor's studio. This was our place to go to, to have that feeling of 
belonging to, to something, that you were a part of something, that what you had chose to do with your life, which is so random and is so full of rejection, to have a place you could be accepted in and go to, you were somehow lifted by it. Consider the list of Actors Studio alumni. There's Paul Newman and James Dean, Sidney Poitier and Jane Fonda, Marilyn Monroe and James Baldwin, Jack Nicholson and Sally Field. That's merely scratching the surface. The theater's up there. Al Pacino is the co-president of the Actors Studio with another Oscar winner, Ellen Burstyn. So what does this place mean to you? Oh, God. <laughs> it transformed me as an actress, but also as a person. That's Aaliyah Kazan. Founded in 1947 by Aaliyah Kazan, Cheryl Crawford, and Bobby Lewis, and for decades led by artistic director Lee Strasberg, the studio gives actors the freedom to take chances to experiment and allow creativity to blossom. At the heart of it all is an approach as famous as it is mysterious, the method. Is it fair to say that the method that actors learn here changed the business? Revolutionized the business. It is a method of training the senses to respond to imaginary stimuli. As Ellen Burstyn says to you how, what, how she perceives the method, I'm sure Harvey Keitel would tell you something different. Paul Newman would tell you something. Everybody has their own approach to things, and they all can do it here. The method transformed acting in America. The New York theater crowd saw it first on Broadway in 1947. A streetcar named Desire announced the electrifying arrival of one man, Marlon Brando. Hey, Stella! Stella! You know, remember that scene? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. if you isolate it, you will not see an actor. You will see a tornado. His performance changed everything. It did. I would say he was the closest that I've ever seen to an acting genius. I just remember what Huey Long said, that every man's a king and I'm the king around here. And don't you forget it. The method is many things to many people. It's Daniel Day-Lewis staying in character when the cameras aren't rolling. Robert De Niro becoming a real cabbie to prepare for Taxi Driver, and Nicole Kidman remaining in character for five months on the Hulu show Nine Perfect Strangers. What the method is really about is truthful acting. Isaac Butler is the author of The Method, How the 20th Century Learned to Act. And in that post-war moment, you have this younger, rebellious generation that needs a way of speaking the truth. And The Method was very, very attractive to that younger generation that was feeling oppressed by the kind of conformity of the late 40s, early 50s moment. Why won't anybody here tell me what's happened to him? I have a right to know if he's hurt, if he's been in an accident. I want to know if my husband is all right. Your husband is dead, Mrs. Coburn. Lee Grant is a very good actor. Yeah, I mean, both Lee Grant and Poitier, that's actually my favorite scene in the movie. There's others that are more famous, but that, for my money, is the best acted scene in the whole movie. What strikes you about the performances in that scene? These two characters have a conflict that's playing out both internally and externally. Would you leave me alone for a few minutes? Please. Poitier's character needs to comfort this woman. He needs to get information out of this woman. But as a black man in the South, he's also got to protect himself in that moment. Meanwhile, Lee Grant's character is overwhelmed with emotion. She does not want to show it to him. At the same time, as a human being who's grieving, she needs comfort. And you see all of that conflict play out. <laughs> 
I'll tell you, walking up these steps when you're going to audition is one of the most uh, terrifying <laughs> experiences you can have. To become a member of the Actors Studio, applicants must endure multiple auditions. Once they're in, they're members for life. They pay no dues. But those auditions are grueling. Just ask Justin Marcel McManus. It took me two years, and just as soon as I got on the stage, I got it. I was like, yeah, this is what I need to have a safe space to be around people who understand the work, all the legends who are here. You can feel it when you go up to the stage. That lights something inside of you. Oscar-nominated actress Carol Kane has dazzled audiences in both drama and comedy. She's been a member for nearly 50 years. The thing that keeps coming into my mind over and over is um, permission to make mistakes. It's really rare that there's an environment which allows you the freedom to make mistakes and not be judged. They don't call them classes at the studio. They're sessions where actors perform in front of other members who then assess the work. Pacino's first session was in front of the godfather of the actor's studio. Lee Strasberg was the moderator. As he looked at the card, and he saw on the card a guy named Al Pacino. Nobody ever called me Al Pacino, because P-A-C-I-N-O is a silent C-H, and nobody knows that unless you know the language. You say, Pacini. I would have said Pacino. Pacino, yeah. yeah. Right. Pacino, and he pronounced it right, so I said, he's got my heart. <laughs> For the first time in its 75-year history, the actor's studio let Sunday morning inside to document a session, moderated by Ellen Burstyn, with Justin Marcel McManus. I'm just trying to be better. I, I, don't, I don't know. And Leland Gant on stage. I've never learned, so how could I teach you? The sessions have been shrouded in secrecy, never before captured by an outside camera. Can't use me as an excuse. You got to step up. Until now. Justin, how did it go for you? It was successful. What today. does that mean? I wanted to come in here, respect him, but also tell him how I felt. You kind of got what you came in for, and then mm -hmm. what were you doing for the rest of the scene? Yeah. You kind of jumped the gun on yourself. When you come here, you just you work. Relaxed? You can work on whatever you want, and that's what I want. I want that freedom to just do anything. On TV or film, I'm gonna get cast as the handsome black guy. But here, I could be a woman, I could be a dog, and it doesn't matter because I'm doing it for a reason. That's so nice to see you work, Justin. Thank you. You have a beautiful future ahead of you, I think. Mm. Next 75 years, what's your sense of the future of this place? It is an essential service to actors. And I hope that the actors that have been trained by this generation will continue providing this service to the acting community because it's essential. There was something about the actor's studio which brought me, I guess, I've arrived. I belong in this world doing this. This is my community. This is my community. They've accepted yeah, me. Exactly. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Among the nominees at tonight's Academy Awards, our own contributor Josh Seftel for his documentary short, Stranger at the Gate. And while we're rooting for him, Josh must await the judgment of the Motion Picture Academy and, of course, his mom. Wait a minute. I don't know if the phone will stay like that. It really looks like it could fall over. What do you think about the Oscars? Do you like them? Yeah, I do, especially this year. How do you feel about this year's nominees so far? To be honest with you, I've only seen, like, of the major films, Fableman. And I want to see that one about the two Irishmen. Uh -huh. The short documentaries I know a lot about. Uh -huh. At least about one of them, which is yours. How did you find out that my film got nominated? The day that they were going to announce it. I had on my TV, and I was getting more nervous by the minute when they said short documentaries. One came up, and then another came up, and I said, this isn't looking good. And there you were. You were nominated, the fifth one. Stranger at the Gate. I was so happy for you. And I just wish there was somebody here that I could have screamed with. How many people have you told about it? Everybody. And nobody could believe it. Not that you're not great. There's these websites that tell you what your odds are of getting nominated. And the odds that we had were 100 to 1. Oh, my God. What's my film about? It's about how kindness overcomes hate. That's a good way to put it. The story is incredible. It's almost hard to believe. What celebrities do you want me to talk to at the Oscars? Brad Pitt's pretty cute. Do you have a message for him? Hi from your mom. <laughs> George Clooney. I really admire Meryl Streep. If you see Steven Spielberg, tell him that I had lunch with his mother at the Milky Way restaurant that she owned mm -hmm. in LA. She was quite a lady. Do you have any messages for Malala? She's our executive producer. I admire you, Malala, and thank you for supporting my son's film. Keep doing your good work, Malala. Do you like saying the word Malala? Yeah, it's kind of nice. What advice do you have for me at the Oscars? Iron your shirt. <laughs> Why do I not usually iron it? Yes, you don't usually iron it. Just know whether or not you do or don't win doesn't change how wonderful the film is. And it'll just be like a feather in your cap if you win, but you've already got the cap. What kind of cap is it? Baseball cap. <laughs> Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Steve Hartman this morning has a story that could be the stuff of movies. It's karaoke night inside the Sigma Kappa sorority house at Bowling Green State University in Ohio. And here, amongst all the dancing queens in their teens, we found one stationary sister in her 40s, Tiffany Eckert, America's most unlikely sorority sister, in so many more ways than one. I still miss you every day. Tiffany's husband, Andy Eckert, died in the Iraq War. This is his wedding ring. Years later, I did a story on their son, Miles, the little boy who found a $20 bill in a Cracker Barrel parking lot and then gave it away to an airman he saw in the restaurant. Because he was a soldier, and soldiers remind me of my dad. Miles' tribute to his father deeply touched the nation. But there was another story here. One that has gone untold till now. Yeah. Just a few hours before my husband was killed, he called home from Iraq and he said, no matter how long it took, I had to get an education. And he made me promise that I would. And then he told me, I love you more than anything in this world. I'll call you tomorrow. It was the last promise she ever made to him and the only one she hadn't kept. Tiffany says she barely made it through high school and now had little kids to raise on her own. College was out of the question. But those kids grew up. So three years ago, she decided to not only enroll, but to immerse herself in the full college experience. You can't focus on the negative because you'll always be in the pit. It's easier to claw your way up when you're reaching for the sunshine. That's how you get out of the hole. You know, she's helped me so much and she's inspired me a lot. And I know she's inspired a lot of the other girls in the chapter. There's definitely not one person she hasn't made an impact on. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Including, Tiffany hopes, the most important person. I go back to that last phone call. And uh, I think he's really, really proud of me. She graduates next month. Love you. Promise kept. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.
It takes the best to set new standards. The best don't play by the rules. They make their own and do it with confidence and class. And breaking the rules to change the game is something BMW knows all too well. BMW has combined sports car power with high-end luxury. From redesigning the dashboard to hands-free controls, BMW stays at the forefront of automotive technology. Don't play by the rules. Make your own. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Thank you for listening. Please join us when our trumpet sounds again next Sunday morning. If you like CBS Sunday Morning with Jane Polly, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news, and culture maker interviews and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus. Brighten your mornings with CBS News Sunday Morning Merchandise from ParamountShop.com. Shop mugs, sweatshirts, and t-shirts to start your mornings with style. Take 20% off at checkout with code SUNDAY20 at ParamountShop.com. That's 20% off at checkout on all CBS News Sunday Morning products with code SUNDAY20 at ParamountShop.com.